0: You are locked in to another episode of The Curious Wire. The The Curious Curious Wire. Wire. With the most curious person in multifamily. We're not trying to sell you anything here. We just want you to learn real things that will help you elevate your career. Challenge you to think and be curious. Join us on this journey to challenge the status quo. Let's go.
1: This is our first episode with a guest. And the way we are going to roll, starting with this episode, is the guest is going to introduce himself. So please.
0: Hey, what's up? This is Tony Souza, VP of Operations at RPM Living.
1: So I wanted to introduce this question with a little bit of a story, and the story is about you. So somebody, a different company, regional manager reached out to me. I was talking to them that I'm an expert or anything, but they just wanted my take on career advice. And I said they should be making their playbook. To become their next position. So I like to think of sports, you know, the assistant, the offensive corner, defensive pointer, they're going to become the next head coach. And I got really excited. It was really like a few weeks after that. I was talking to you, and you're like, hey, I just got a new job. I'm going from a regional manager to a VP. And I was like, yes, that's that's my thesis. I was so pumped for you, so pumped about that idea. So I want to focus now today on advice for let's start with from your regional manager position. Advice to those that are in leasing, system manager, property manager, to elevate their career to go to the next step?
0: Well, you know, I'd like to think there's a difference between advancing your career as a regional or advancing your career as an assistant manager or a property manager. But the reality is, I, I don't know if there is a difference. I think much of it has to do is, is your willingness to learn, your willingness to correct yourself based on feedback you get from trusted supervisors and even untrusted supervisors. You've got to take all of it. You have to internalize it and you have to, you know, turn it into something positive. You know, I, I grew up with the motto of, you know, always say yes to a request. You know, that's within, within limits, but you know, I'm always ready and willing to help uh, anyone in any way to this day. So I think continuing to have just this perspective and this focus on serving uh, your teams, uh, your customers, your residents, your supervisors, and finding a way to to help in any capacity. I didn't know I would end up here in my career. I, I was pretty confident with myself. I was excited. I was I believed in myself. But you know, what I knew was that every day I was going to maximize the day, make an impact on that day, and and try to make somebody's day. And you know, and I and I think I did that over so many years of my career, and here I am. So and it's not over yet
1: you said something about believing in yourself. I think that confidence is a huge thing. And I think there are a lot of folks that are actually lacking confidence. What's your take on confidence? So when you're original manager and you want to promote somebody, are you looking for that confident person? What is it that stands out? And should that person who wants to get promoted from leasing to assistant assistant to property manager, when should they be voicing that? Because I think that's another big thing. One, you got to yeah. be confident. And two, you have to show that to others that you're actually interested in that step.
0: Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, confidence is not something you can read in a book. It's actually, it takes time and it takes a belief in yourself. And and frankly, you know, I talked to a lot of people who are used to in interviews. If I could tell they lacked in confidence and I was not going to pursue hiring them, a piece of unsolicited advice that I'm often known for in interviews is giving them advice, unsolicited, in particular, the advice I, I gave in these moments were that, you know, surround yourself with people that believe in you. Surround yourself both at home and in your personal relationships.
1: I see people post on LinkedIn, you know, whoever needs to hear this, you know, you're great. If where you are, they don't appreciate you go somewhere where they are. I kind of have a different take on that where I feel like you have to earn it, you know, and it don't come in, you know, expecting that someone's going to appreciate you or see your value. I feel like you got to show up and demonstrate your value and, you know, earn your chops.
0: I agree with you, man. I think what you're speaking to is I don't live my life in any sort of expectant way at all. I don't feel I walk into anywhere, any room, any situation and say, I deserve this or that other than just respect or as a human, talk to me as another human being, but I don't deserve anything. And and I think it's maybe more of a humble perspective that I, I need to work for what I get. I need to work for the, you know, sort of the the food I eat that evening, right? Sort of this old school caveman perspective that, you know, my day's work will allow for me to eat that evening. Obviously, that's a bit of an archaic sort of metaphor of sorts in today's culture, but I don't walk into any room with any sort of expectation that I deserve anything, even to this day. Frankly, as my name has become more predominant or widely known within this industry, I fear that stuff like that allows me to lose my edge or the chip that I have on my shoulder that I don't deserve anything. And I want to continue to work hard. And maybe it's to prove to myself and others that that I can do a badass job at, at what I do.
1: You play with a chip on your shoulder. So for those who are not sports fans, I'm curious what people think of that term, but usually in sports, it's a player who was either overlooked, somebody was drafted ahead of them. And so they play with this chip that you know, they got to go out to prove why they were overlooked or that they shouldn't have been overlooked, whatever it is. And so I don't know if it has a negative connotation, but I don't think it does in sports, but, but I've taken th- that attitude at work where it's, I do play with a chip on my shoulder and maybe people doubted me, maybe I doubted myself, but I'm like every day it's like, I'm going to go out and prove that I can do the next thing.
0: But let me advise to the audience or anyone listening that you got to be careful with this chip and you could probably agree to, because you could actually be You could turn that chip into some sort of negative energy or like everyone's against me. And then so you act out of that. I really keep that somewhat hidden, the chip or the determination or the ambition. But all the energy that I emote into the world is positive, right? It's smiling. It's yes. It's I can do it. We can do it. That's the energy I sort of put out into the universe, as they say. But that chip is internal, right? It's, it's that internal voice when you drive home from work or at night that, you know what? I could have done that a little bit better, right? I need to do this a little bit better. And you know what? Some people think I could do it. So I'm going to prove them wrong and, and I could do it. I'll tell you a quick story. When I first applied for my first ever leasing job, the office was closed when I arrived and they forgot about my interview. And that, I think looking back, sort of set this chip on my shoulder, proverbial chip to this day that they forgot about my interview as a leasing consultant. And here I am.
1: Yeah. So, so great point. The chip should be a driving force, but shouldn't be an attitude like trying to run people over. Not at all. Not what I'm saying, but it's just driving that, Hey, nobody's going to come and promote me. I got to go and prove that I am the one who can be promoted, or I'm the one who's going to come up with something, a good idea or something that's going to have an impact.
0: Everything needs to be, I mean, to the point that you're making, I mean, I think you need to have the perspective is that you need to earn it. And I'll use this example. Early in my career, I think I was promoted maybe a little too early in a role. And I think I realized that. I think maybe my supervisor realized that. And that was a come to Jesus moment for me to say, you know what, dude, maybe you got this role because of your likability or your charisma or you dressed great or whatever the case was, but you got it for the wrong reason. So you better grind and you better learn the job that you've been asked to do and you better get damn good at it. And I look back on it and I took that perspective and I did because I do think a lot of people in whatever industry sort of put value in things that they shouldn't put value in in their job. Be good at your job first and foremost. I mean to this day, I mean still some people ask me like do I actually have a day job? I do and I'm actually very good at it. But I happen to also be good at other things and, you know, messaging and and relating to people and, you know, all these other periphery things that people see of me and think of me. I can't control that, but my day job, I'm good at what I do.
1: Yeah. So when I talk to folks on leasing and they tell me they want to become an assistant manager, my first question is, if you got the call today, a recruiter calls you and says, hey, we got an assistant manager position. Are you taking that? And then they tell me no. So then it's like, okay, you don't have what you need to get that position. Let's go figure that out. So what I'm hearing from you is you got to be candid and open when you talk to your manager or your regional express interest in that, we'll ask for the feedback, like, what can I do better? Cause you've got to master your craft first and then ask for that opening. Like, Hey, what can I do to learn what it will take for the next step?
0: Yeah. And, and I think a lot of people, you know, only expect to get feedback from people that are nice or super constructive, right? That, like we all want that. But the reality is you get feedback from a little bit of everybody, somebody that is a total jerk, somebody that doesn't have your best intentions as their focus. But the reality is any feedback that you get, you should really take a hard look at it because there's some elements of truth in every bit of feedback you get. And sometimes there's 1% of truth uh, and sometimes there's 90% of truth in, in the feedback you get. But you've got to search and find that feedback that's applicable, that's constructive, and really that you can apply immediately or right away.
1: Something that's really helped me is when things go wrong, I always want things to go right, but when they go wrong, there's always going to be a lesson. So first I thought of like okay, I'm going to get better from this. Now my new perspective is when I go through this, now I use that as a tool as becoming a leader, I share with the next person. So when the next person when they're having a hardship, I said, "Hey, this is going to be a lesson that you're going to share when you got up for the person next."
0: I've learned my greatest lessons through my my biggest mistakes. And that is something that I would encourage your audience to really think about, you know, we all want things to go smooth and easy, but You learn your greatest lessons through your biggest mistakes often.
1: Yeah. So we're going to finish off here with a round of a few random questions. First car you purchased or first car you had?
0: I had a uh, 68 VW Beetle. What color? White. That's a out of the back. And I had to learn the clutch. And I wasn't very good at it. And it caught fire in high school. And I had to run to the house nearby and ask them to call 911 to put out the fire.
1: (laughs) I wasn't expecting that. A purchase you made in the last six to 12 months, you recommend for others?
0: Gosh. Find an amazing blazer. Uh, you could use it in a lot of different ways.
1: Okay. Favorite ice cream flavor?
0: Uh, <laughs> embarrassed to say, but I'm a vanilla guy.
1: I didn't see that coming, but I'm, I'm also a big fan. Tony, first guest here. So honored to have you. Pumped for what you're doing. Thanks for joining us.
0: Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Great to be here.